This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts oh hi i'm rachel zoe and my podcast climbing in heels is back and better than ever you might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm your host, Sammy J. And this week, I got to chat with the incredibly talented Madison Beer. Now, you may know her from her music, from social media, but I genuinely love this conversation so much because we talk a lot about how social media has negatively affected her, even though her career started on social media. We talk about anxiety, touring, music, girl supporting girls, and so much more. I hope you guys enjoy. Madison, I am so excited that you are on my podcast. It's Friday. First of all, happy Friday. I have no idea what day of the week it is or what planet I'm on anymore. So happy Friday, I guess. I had no clue. I know. But I mean, you're going on tour so soon. I'm leaving tomorrow. 
How do we feel about this? Are we excited, nervous? I'm like the most happy, excited I've been in so long. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I really can't wait. It's been a very, very long time since I've toured or like done a concert. Um, and I've just been in rehearsals for the past month. So I can't believe it's here. And I'm really, really yeah. excited. What are you looking forward to most? Um, I think it's like, I've done, you know, I did a concert live stream when my album came out. Um, I did, I've done like a few things here and there, but I haven't performed any of this album or these songs for my fans. So I think just like finally singing them with them is going to be really magical and awesome. And um, I think that's probably what I'm the most excited for is to just like hear them sing these songs back to me. It's really cool. going to be really cool. Like you said, you did the live stream performance, but there's nothing like a live audience and getting that like immediate feedback. What is that feeling like when you're just on stage? People know the words, what you've written relating to your experiences. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really special thing. It's something that like you can't, I don't know, I think especially that I haven't done it in so long. I like really don't take it for granted. Not that I did before, but you know, it's like, I can't believe I'm able to actually get back out there with them and do this, you know. And it's really surreal because we've we've been through in a global pandemic for the past year and a half. And now we're finally returning to a sense of normalcy and getting to actually right. see humans in person again. It's like the 1920s all over again. Yeah, it's, it's really wild. I think I think it's also just like a lot of this music came out during quarantine, during the height of it all. So I think that like just having that connection that we've had online in real life for the first time is going to be really special because I just I did a radio show two months ago now and there was only like 100 people in the crowd not all of which were my fans like some of them were there for other people or whatever and yeah. I was immediately crying when people started singing my song back to me even if it was just like 50 people so I can't imagine how it's going to feel when it's a whole venue of people there for me you got to document that like do you have a diary or like a journal to write stuff in yeah, yeah. And I'm going to have a, I'm going to do like video tour diaries, I think, um, like every once a week. Hopefully we'll get them out, but we're going to, we're going to document as much as we can. I think it's going to be really special. And I want to make sure all of it is documented in there. This album, you know, it got postponed first because of COVID and then it got postponed again, but it's been out for a while. What has it been like creating art? during such a surreal time period in all of our lives? Has it made it more difficult or has it helped your creative process, would you say? Um, I think that at first it was kind of this obviously like bummer of a thing. And I was just like, damn, my, you know, album has to be postponed and tour and everything. And it was kind of just this like heavy thing at first. But I, I tried to, as I do with most things, like find the positive through line I can and that was, um, you know, getting to spend time with my fans that I wouldn't have otherwise, which was like going on live streams and talking to them and just, like, you know, having a more like honest dialogue between us. I was able to just like talk to them and it was really special and I'm really happy that I was able to do that. But to answer your question, I yeah, I mean, I think that it didn't really hinder or like motivate me creatively. It was kind of just like weird that I couldn't do in-person music sessions or writing sessions, but it also, you know, gave me the ability to like want to write on my own and like not need a whole crew of people with me. And it definitely made me a better writer in a lot of ways. And um, yeah, it taught me so much. I, I, but I wouldn't say it like hindered the process too, too much. What would you say the biggest lesson you've learned about yourself uh, through quarantine and just the past year and a half? 
Um, I mean, I learned a lot about myself. I um, did a lot of like self-reflection and just like, you know, I just wanted to get to a place where I was like, okay, we have, you know, a month, whatever it is. Obviously at the time I didn't know how long it was going to be, but. Remember when it was two weeks? Yeah, literally. And people, <laughs> oh my God, we're going to be off school for two weeks. And I know another break. It's, it's crazy. And I think that like, I haven't really had time the last 10 years that I started this to like slow down and, you know, just decompress and be like, who are you? What, what, like, what are you? What, who, what makes you tick? Like, yeah. Just really doing like a deep dive on myself, I think was really important to me. And it it ended up being really like worthwhile. And I'm so happy that I was able to do that. But um, it was definitely still like a, a lot. Um, I think I, I'm someone who relies on other people or I used to at least for a lot of my like happiness. And yeah, you know, that was at first really difficult to stay happy um, and not slip back into like a severe depression. So I think also just learning how to like self-soothe and be on my own and not rely on others was huge for me. So I'm, you know, I'm grateful for for what it it did provide and and give to me. And like you said, like it's for me also, I have a struggle with anxiety my entire life in a very isolating situation. It can be kind, it could get bad fast if you're also have anxiety or depression. So terrifying. Um, Yeah. And distraction can just be your best friend. Was there a certain show that you watched during quarantine that just helped get you through? It feels like such a fever dream that I like don't really even remember anything I did. I know I watched like Tiger King and like whatever all those viral things everyone were watching. But I honestly like swear I spent 90% of my time like on live streams talking to my fans. Like that's what really, I guess, distracted and took up a lot of my time was I was like, how can I get to, you know, know them better? than I already do and like how can I create this genuine like friendship with my fans like I've never had this much time to just sit and talk to them and like have fun and just chat um ever and so it was it was really fun we had we made the best of it what we could so we had a good time yeah you're you're so right this entire year and a half has felt like a fever dream I think you you just put it perfectly yeah I was let's see I was 17 going the pandemic and now I'm now and I was a junior now I'm my freshman in college what yeah, I was, I literally had just celebrated my like 21st birthday. My birthday's March 5th. So it was like the last thing to happen prior to like lockdown. Like a week before lockdown. Literally. So I had like this party and then it was lockdown. And so I went to New York. And so I, yeah, I literally entered quarantine 21 and now I'm like almost 23. <laughs> really weird. What is the past year and a half? I don't, I don't know. It's really wild. It's like, it's it's hard to like realize that we're also like living through such a historical time. It's like, you know, we read about the yeah. things in school that happened and we're like, oh, well, like nothing like that's ever happened to us or in our time. But like, this will be a time in in life that gets taught in schools one day and people will be like, wow, those people lived through a pandemic. Like how crazy. What was that like? My answer, I don't know. Still don't know. No, I'll be talking to my grandkids. I'll be like, yeah, no clue. <laughs> No clue. Mentally blocked it out a long time ago. Deleted. Something that I've been forgetting is to like give ourselves like more grace that we are going through still such a fucked up time period just in general um, that we all need to just be nicer to ourselves, which is it can be hard to do because we've gotten so normal to this being the new normal. I've tried telling that to some of my friends who are in college or, you know, my, my brother, for example, graduated his senior year on Zoom, whatever. Same. But people people like that, I try to explain to them, like, it's okay if you feel sad about this and you mourn something. 
huge that you had worked, you know, all of high school up to and whatever. Like, it's totally, I think that that's where a lot of people got it a bit wrong to me was when people were like, oh, um, you know, we should all be like, try to make the best out of this. I'm like, yes, for sure. Always. I think you should try to make the best out of situations. But with that being said, I think validating your emotions and experience with this happening and feeling, feeling robbed of certain things is is valid and I and I would hate to see I think it just drives you into more of like a negative space when you're like invalidating your own experiences and I think that it's okay to like like I had to validate that to myself I had to be like it's okay that you're upset that your tour got canceled that's a really valid thing to be upset about yeah and um you know, my little brother came to me and he was like, I feel almost guilty for feeling sad that my senior year got canceled because, you know, there obviously are people who are dealing with much worse things like family members passing away and like people in the hospitals and things like that. And of course, I think that's great that he acknowledged that that's going on. But I think it's important to still be able to like be like, well, I'm still having a hard time. And um, I, I just yeah, I was I thought it was sweet that he like obviously was thinking about other people. I think that that's like such a great quality, but also you have to you have to validate your own experiences and you have to be able to be like, I'm going through something weird and hard. And still to this day, you know, people are and we are and um, you know, Zoom and all that stuff is still really, really new to us. And I think it's it's really important for your mental health to take a second and be like, this has been a fucking weird, hard year and a half now. Like it's okay to feel weird about it. And it's okay to like mourn your, you know, last two years of your life. It's okay. I feel that because I feel like I've done that too, where I don't want to, and I'm sure many other people listening can relate. Like people are going through so much worse, but at the same time, it doesn't make what we're going through less valid, which I think is an important reminder. And I think also with the pandemic, the way we've kept in touch is through social media. Mm -hmm. I've struggled just balancing a healthy relationship with social media my entire life. I'm sure you get this where you also have to think of it as a business, but at the same time, like I'm 19 years old. I'm a 19 year old girl and social media can just get so toxic so fast. Have you found a way to manage that balance or is that still something you're working on? Um, I think it's like a forever, like ever evolving process for me. It changes also like with my mental state, it like, Sometimes I can, you know, allow myself to scroll on TikTok for five hours and just be like, whatever, I'm fine. And then other days it'll send me into a panic attack and I just don't want to yeah. even allow. So it's, I think it, it depends on like my mood. It depends on like what's going on in my life. But I'm really good. I've, you know, I see a therapist twice a week who's amazing. And I, I work really diligently about like knowing when I should indulge in that and when I shouldn't and like when it's worth it and when it's not. And I feel like I'm good about trying to be self-aware. Also, so sorry if my voice is so raspy. I've been singing like every single day in rehearsals and I feel like I sound like a- No, you, <laughs> you sound great. You sound great. Thank you. Um, but yeah, like if I'm feeling like shit and if I've had a long day and if I feel stressed and insecure and like I don't want to read what a million people have to say about me, I just, I just create that barrier and that boundary. And I'm like, no, we, we're not going to sit on social media tonight because I know that if I see something or if I read something, I'm going to fucking feel like shit. So I think it's important to just listen to your mind and your heart and your body. And if your heart and mind is telling you like, hey, maybe tonight's not the best night to do this, then you just should like listen. Do you know what's really helped? I saw the social dilemma. Did you ever see that? Fucking terrifying. Oh, yes. It's terrifying. And so after watching that doc, I turned off notifications for all social media, except Gmail, because I have to use that. 
And I they've stayed off ever since I've watched it. And it's actually great because I only go on when I want to go on and not when I get an alert that someone wants to contact me. Right, right. Yeah, I have. I mean, like I can show you. I literally have my social medias all are like dark. You know, they all have time yeah. on them. So like you open Instagram and it's just, I have to, I have to bypass that. If I want to use Instagram today, I need to click ignore limit, which then gives you like, okay, do you want to ignore it for a minute or 15 minutes or ignore it for the whole day? And I'll never ever click ignore it for the whole day. But like, it's, it's nice that I have to kind of like have these checkpoints of not just cause you know, it's, I think like as young people, it's like, we just naturally go to Twitter and we'll just scroll yeah. to Instagram or whatever it is. And I think that it's like important for people to like have this checkpoint. That's like, okay, TikTok, do I want to bypass this? Yes or no. And you have to actually like log in your head these, these time limits. Like I, I, I feel like I used to also look at my screen time and it was like hours and hours and hours that I spent on like social media. And I'd be like, what? Yeah. That's so much of my life and my time. And I'm just like, this is terrible, like horrible. So at least when you have the timers, you're like logging it. You know, you're like, hey, that was another 15 minutes. That was another 15 minutes. I'm definitely going to explore the time limit thing. I, uh, my sophomore year of high school, my anxiety was like the worst it ever got. Um, And social media just got so toxic. And on winter break, I shut off my phone completely for two weeks. And I was like, if my friends want to contact me, they can call my home phone. And I was spending like 13 hours on my phone a day. And I had so much extra time. I taught myself the ukulele. So I was like, I don't know what to do with this extra time in my life. Good for you. That's, I think that's amazing. And I think that it's really like dope that you had that like inner dialogue to tell you, hey, like let's, let's chill. Like it's too much. A lot of people don't have that. And so it's, that's really, that's awesome. Okay, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, let's talk more about your experience with social media and the impact it's had on your mental health. I also want to talk about your passion about being a mental health advocate, your new music, and so much more. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm 
I can feel myself starting to go down the not so great feeling of social media again. For everyone listening, please remember it's a highlight reel. It is not anyone's life at all. I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's crazy we even have to say that. Like, I think that it's like, you should just know, of course, people are only putting out what they want you to see. And like, they're only their best. And um, it's not it's, it's, it's not reality. I try to, I try to remind my fans and like just people who follow me that as much as I can, where I'm like, you guys do know, I don't look like this all the time. Right. You guys are fully aware that like I spent two hours in hair and makeup before I took this selfie and like, whatever it might be. Um, I think it's so important. Like people need to just understand that, especially even I found it's not even really the like people who post selfies where they look super fire all the time and stuff like that. That gets to me. It's more like, I found myself for a really long time looking at people's relationships and people's lives mm-hmm. being like, wow, they're, they're, they seem like they're so happy all the time and they're traveling and this person they're dating, they seem so happy with them and da, 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 da. And I was always comparing like my relationships to that. But in reality, like a lot of the couples you see posting online that are like the happiest couples ever, like fight nonstop and like have issues and they're not posting like, Hey, me and my boyfriend just got into a fight. Like, let's vlog this it's just not reality so I think it's it's super important to just take everything with a grain of salt and really try not to compare your life or relationships to you know any of that it's just it's just not worth it it's really not Wayne Brady was on the pod and he kicked off for third season and he said something to me that like I've just been thinking about ever since he goes you are right where you're supposed to be you're not behind anybody you're not ahead you are on your own journey and that is where and that's true for all of us for sure. Yeah. That's like, I, I hate anything comparison. Like, I'm just like, no, do not compare yourself to each other. Like there's only one of you. You're on your own path. Yeah. There's only one of you. And like, you're here on this planet, I believe to fulfill like your own shit, not anyone else's. Don't compare your life to anyone else's. Um, I think also like it's hard being our age now. Cause like you see kids our age, like who are millionaires and who are super successful and who are just like running companies. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really hard to not compare. Like I have friends who are um, my age and who will be like, I feel like I'm a failure because I'm not like a multimillionaire because on social media, that's like all you see. And I'm just like, yo, that's so not reality. And like, you need to stop being so hard on yourself. And I understand like, you might think that this is like what goes on, but it's, it's not. And it's, it's sad. I think a lot of people who do really great discredit themselves because they compare themselves to people online. And I think also we're living in such a weird world where people on social media are making millions of dollars and they're 14. And we have to like, that's just because you're not that does not mean you are any less than. Yeah, it's a wild, wild time. It's really, really crazy. And it's really bad on the psyche. Like, let's not forget, like, it's it's really intense for a kid Um, I mean, I was 12 on social media and it had its effects on me in a major way. And I've had to now be in like extensive therapy and I've gone through a lot of shit mentally that like I do credit um, being on social media super young. I I think that that had a really, really negative impact on the way I viewed myself, my mental health. Um, Having like people just like talk about you in a negative way all the time is not it's not something like you're meant to process. So especially when you're growing up and people are critiquing you for when they don't know you. Yeah, I have no idea who I am, let alone like, do these people know who I am? So it's, it was really difficult. And I think there's a lot of kids, like literally kids on social media now that I'm, I'm really worried for. And I just, I just hope that they, you know, 
look out for themselves the best they can. It's a really scary place, the internet sometimes. You know, amen to therapy. I have been in therapy since I was like eight. And there is such a stigma with it, but there shouldn't be because I always say, people say you got to work out. You got to work out your mind. And that's what therapy is. Yeah, 100%. It's so important. And also just be able to like talk to someone who's unbiased and just like get your emotions out. I don't ever think it's good to let things build up and like let that pressure, you know, like become so. Yeah. It's, it's. And you don't need to be in a bad place to go to therapy. It's always good to go. Even if you don't think you need it, you can become a better person. I literally had this conversation like less than a week ago with someone because my friend was like, yeah, I don't really have any like trauma in my life. <laughs> have anything like bad that's ever happened to me that I feel like I've talked about I was like but being like a human being is traumatic (laughs) put it on a shirt like literally being born is a traumatizing experience like it's just like (laughs) growing up like learning how to do things and like you know tripping and falling and whatever like you can't say that you've never gone through anything before you know like yeah so I told him you don't just because you don't have these like huge things you can cite I think it's still really important to like just talk about your feelings and your emotions and look at things through a new lens, get another opinion. I don't know. I'm, I'm a yeah. big therapist. No, me too. And I remember I used to be so ashamed of it because my old best friends um, would say that therapy's for the crazy after knowing that I went. I hate that. And I was like, no, not really. I'm just trying to better myself as a human. Like, you should do that too. We all should. I, yeah, I, I think that's so, it's so sad to me that like people like trying to make it that people who struggle with their mental health are like crazy or like people who yeah. go to therapy are like inherently going through something bad or cra- I'm like no actually that means I'm like one step ahead and I'm trying to like look out for myself um and get to know who I am um I think a lot of people you know like I'm I can make this judgment about what you just said about your old best friend like probably don't want to know like there's certain things that she probably doesn't want to acknowledge and that's fine too but like don't say that we're crazy because we go to therapy like just say that you don't want to learn certain things because you'd rather just leave those stones unturned that's fine too and something that I've realized more recently is that if I hadn't struggled with OCD and if I hadn't gone through anxiety my entire life I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't be talking to you where we are right now for sure you wouldn't be creating the art that you've created and I think though it can suck, it, it makes us who we are. And I feel like we should embrace that more. Yeah, 100%. And I think that I'm like, I'm grateful that I've gone through things and I've come out stronger the other side because I, you know, I I think that I try to speak to my fans and my followers and whoever's listening about mental health, particularly a lot. I try to talk about yeah. it as candidly as I can. And just like these people to know that they're not alone in their struggles and they're not like the only ones feeling that way. It's it's really important for me because, you know, like we said, social media is such a false narrative all the time. We're all guilty of it. I know I am. And so I think that when I can be candid and when I can do these little live streams, even if, even if it's for like just my diehard fan base who follows this private account, that to me like impacts people and it, it makes people realize they're not alone in their struggles. And that's like really, really important to me. And it feels like it's like part of my life journey to like let people know they're like not alone. Like I, yeah, it's like really what I care about. Same here. And I feel like also I remember like that's what music is. I remember the first time um, I listened to Julia Michael's song, Anxiety. And I listened to those lyrics. I was like, I've never related to something more. And that's just the power of music. And I feel like you're doing that. You've done that with your past music. You're doing that with your album. And I think it's so incredible. I know you're working on your second album already. I am. Can you please tell me a little bit? <laughs> um, I, It's hard for me to like tell anything without spilling anything. But just like a little tidbit, like maybe some themes, some constant themes that run throughout. 
Cool. Sure. Yeah. I think that like the con- most constant theme is like the evolution from life support, which is kind of just like, not that I feel like life support was a breakup album per se, but I was very much so going through a real breakup that like I wrote about a lot. And it was a healing album. Sure. I love that. Let's call it that. And now it's kind of more the perspective of like, you know, what I've gone through and how I feel like I've strengthened because of these things. And uh, it's more like, I don't want to say confidence, but it feels like it's a lot more like in touch with my emotions rather than questioning them. Does that make sense? Ooh, I like that. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, just like knowing, knowing that like I'm valid and what I've experienced, knowing that like, you know, my emotions are real instead of like, I feel like life support was a lot of me. Also, it was a lot of like just talking about my ex and things that happened in our relationship. And I was like, I don't want to reduce myself or my experiences down to like with this one relationship. I feel like I've gone through a lot in my fucking life and I want to talk about all of the things. So it's definitely a way more like diverse thematic album. It's not just about an ex. As you should. I'm excited. Is this coming out soon or like a little further away? It's a little further away just because tour, like I I didn't really factor in how much work I'd be putting in for tour. Like I, I've, it's been a lot. So I, I haven't had really time to finish it per se. So I'm going to, I'm going to say like hopefully top of next year is realistic. Ooh. Okay. We have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to talk more about your mental health and any advice you give your younger self. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts danielle moody here host of the woke af daily podcast we've been with iheart's outspoken network for a year and what a year it has been Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. 
And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke App Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. How has your mental health been? When I have a lot going on, I can get overwhelmed. How have you been? Are you been doing okay with the rehearsals and all that? You know, I'm the same where like I get really overwhelmed when I'm um 
doing a lot too yeah. because I feel like I have no time to do things for myself. Like I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm like, I still have to get my nails done and I still have to do my eyebrows and like things like that. And I like haven't had any time to do them. So yeah, I get overwhelmed when stuff like that happens, but because it's tour, I'm just so excited and happy. So I'm just like, Good. yes, I'm overwhelmed, but like I'm happily overwhelmed. I'm like, keep, keep overwhelming me. Like, That's a perfect type of overwhelm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is great. And I'm, I'm like, I'm so excited. I just can't believe it's like actually here and I'm leaving tomorrow. (laughs) That's so exciting. If you could tell your younger self something or give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? I feel like my only piece of advice would to be like, firstly, like, I know it's hard, but like, please stop listening to these people who literally just want to rip you down and like, stop crying yourself to sleep every night. Like they'll never see you. Like it was a really hard thing for me for a long time to like accept that people were seeing me in the wrong light and people just had the wrong idea of me. Like I had to separate the idea versus like the person. And, you know, it's it's hard for me as someone who like struggles with anxiety and depression as well. And like, um, like a lot of, a lot of other shit, I being seen and being validated and like feeling like I'm genuinely translating who I am to the public, like has been important to me because I've been someone like I've been followed or whatever since I was 12, that like, it's become part of my life where like, I want people to, you know, know me and I don't want to ever come across like different. And I had to, at a certain point, just be like, there are always going to be people who have the wrong idea of you. And there's always going to be people who do not see you the way you want to be seen. And that's okay. And there are people who do. And even if it's a smaller number, or even if it feels like a smaller number and it's not, like, I've had to just try to live with that. So I would definitely just tell my younger self, like, you know, as long as you know that you're good, and as long as you know that you have good intentions and, um, as long as you can go to sleep with yourself at night, then I then I would I would tell my younger self to just be okay with that. I'd also just like give her a big hug and I'd be like, hey kid, you're gonna be fine yeah. and like you're gonna turn out great. And I have I have faith that you're gonna find your way. So yeah. I think you are putting your experiences so beautifully into music. And Reckless is so incredible and life support. Like, and I'm not just saying that, I'm really not. Like, it's not only is your storytelling incredible, but I love the instrumentation behind all of it. Is there a certain song that I'm sure you go in waves and relating to different songs you've written at different times? Is there a certain song from Life Support that you are currently relating to more right now than others? Hmm, That's interesting. Uh, No, I think that like, I go through phases of like, what's my favorite? I always say that effortlessly Mm -hmm. is like my favorite. It's just, I just love the song in general. But um, I think like rehearsals has given me a new love for my song Homesick because I just like love it. And it's so cute. And I just like, I love what we're doing in the show for it. Are you going to include the little Rick and Morty part as well? It is in the show. Yes. You know, I still haven't gone to Rick and Morty. You're really fucking up and missing out, but... I know, I am. And I've seen episodes and I've loved it. I just haven't watched it all the way through. Very, very much my life. Um, But you should watch it. I won't peer pressure you because I think you should get into it on your own time, but it's really, really good. I will DM you after I watch it and I will let you know my thoughts. Also, where do you go to school? You like should come to a show. Um, Yes, please. I just moved out to California. I'm actually from New York. Cool. So, okay, well, like come to the LA show or the San Fran show or the San Diego show, whatever show you like. Wait, when is this? 
Uh, the end of November. I'm coming. Yeah, you're coming. Oh my God, we'll be able to meet in person. You're coming. You have to come. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Madison, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I feel like these conversations aren't happening enough and it's all about these surface level stuff. So I'm just very happy. And thank you for just opening up and being you because it's wonderful and it should be celebrated. You're so cute. And it's really awesome that like, I know that I'm not much older than you, but I, I tend to like view the younger generation in a bit of a negative light, just because I feel like a lot of like what I think, what I associate like 19 year olds to is like TikTok and like, you know, like, and I associate TikTok to like negative, like hate and like people I feel like are like super cutthroat at like your age. And I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it. So I think it's really, really dope. And you should like be really proud of yourself for being so young and having this mindset. And I mean, you're literally like my little brother's age. And I look at like him and his friends, like they're so young and I'm just like, Oh my God, you guys like don't care about any of that kind of stuff. And like mental health isn't something that they give a shit about. And I mean, they're boys or whatever. They're different. Boys are a different breed, different breed for sure. But I think that it's awesome that someone your age, like cares to have these conversations and wants to, and like, I could tell that you're genuinely passionate about it. And it it means a lot to someone like me who is like a mental health advocate. And I feel like I kind of sometimes don't like break through to younger people because I feel like they don't, I don't know, maybe care about it as much or read into it as deeply. But I think, I think what you're doing is great. And I'm, I'm really proud of you and happy that you um, are doing this. It's, it's really, really cool. That means a lot. And I feel like, you know, especially this industry, like we, us girls got to support each other. Like there's enough competition in the world and there shouldn't be any with girls. And the fact that there is any is ridiculous. So I'm glad that we can all support each other. And I'm excited to meet you in person and come to your show. Yes, you have to come. And it's, I totally agree. I think that like the narrative about just being a woman and like having to literally compete with other women all the time is so dark and sad. And I think it's just like a flaw the many flaws in society it's one of them and like you know yeah we should all be there to uplift each other and be kind and like it's just life is too short to be a fucking dick like truthfully that's it yeah that's what it comes down to that's what it comes down to and it's just like it's so crazy it's crazy to me that it's not like a common thing but it's not can can we change that let's change that i really would like to what's your sign i need to ask and i need to know I'm a Leo. Whoa, surprising. Okay, cool. Really? What did you think I was? I didn't, honestly, I didn't think anything. I was going to get Sagittarius, which is like pretty opposite to a Leo, like vibe-wise. Yeah. But also that's, I think that's because I like usually associate Leos with like partying and being like super like hype. And so I'm seeing you in a different light. Maybe if I I, saw you. Girl, no, I am, my ideal night is like, watching Jenna Marbles YouTube videos, like doing a face mask. That's what that's what that's my ideal night. I'm not a big but you know what? It depends on my mood, I guess. I feel like I've also just like hung out with a lot of Leos who are like pretty like wild. So I don't know. Well I'm excited that we have met each other virtually and I'm excited to meet you in person. For sure. Um, Me too. And you're the best. You're the best. Thank you so much. Seriously, this was really fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Let's Be Real Podcast. If you haven't listened to Life Support or if you haven't bought tickets to Madison's tour, I highly recommend you do. Madison, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I genuinely really appreciate this conversation. It helped me a lot, actually, and inspired me. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and follow me on Instagram at it's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. I will see you guys next week. Bye!
Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.